Welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. Um, Happy New Year, first off. It's the first of the year, so... 2024! Hopefully, uh, everybody arrived home safely and shit from last night, and everybody had a good night. No DUIs? Ah, you know there was a bunch. But we're gonna kick off this year. Um, We did an episode, or an interview, I'm sorry, a while back with The Boy Detective, which is a ska band out of southeastern Michigan. And... I actually don't remember now when we did the interview, sometime early December, I want to say. So uh, today, actually, they just put out their most recent record, Art Theft, and you can stream that everywhere, um, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, follow them on Instagram for sure, and if you're a fan of Ska, I know you'll like the band because... I mean, it's hard not to. Like, ska bands that are good are just fucking good. Like, they have good energy. They got a good sense of humor in their music. Um, and they were a lot of fun to interview, too. It, it seems like ska, ska people that play ska music are always, they have a better outlook on life. You know what I mean? It's because their music's happy. Very, very, yeah, right. You know, it's very happy go lucky. Yeah. Boy Detective are a good group of guys. Yeah. So I hope everybody uh, large, enjoys it. Large fucking band, too. It was like seven, eight people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a... You got half the... Most of the Brady Bunch up there playing. There was nine. <laughs> I seen you counting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we're going to preview a track off the album that just released today called A Dreadful Collection of Memoranda, uh, which features Cam from D-Block, which we'll get into in the interview. You'll hear about that and um, some other... In- interesting details on the record itself and what they're doing with their tapes and whatnot i don't want to spoil it so you'll hear that tuning in and listening um there was like a couple little points in the episode that we had a couple little connection issues but i pretty much cleared up 99 percent of it so it came through pretty fluently but anyways um jeremy unless you have anything else i'm gonna play this track and we'll get into the interview with nick and benny pizza pizza motherfucker
All right, so welcome back. Uh, we have Nick and Benny here from The Boy Detective. Thank you guys for jumping on the show with us. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. You guys are two... How many people are in Boy Detective? Five? Seven, I think, right now? Seven, yeah, we're, we're, we're at seven right now. Okay, so you're two out of seven. It's a good oh, thing yeah. we didn't have the whole band here. That would have been nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's got. We were at eight at one point. You had eight. Yeah, we had uh, another uh, trumpet player. Uh, I guess. And we are we are down to our our low of seven. Now that I think about it, like I have seen more commonly, like a lot of people have these ska bands have more members because uh, oh, there's yeah. a lot more instruments. You can't play trumpet and play guitar at the same time, no matter how good you are. You don't have enough hands. I've it's just ne- never seen enough done. hands. Yeah, enough I was hands. gonna. Say, I'm gonna. I'm gonna never say never, and I wonder if um. Some AI hands. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> what's his nuts from Someone's the that? Like... that? Oh, if he well, he, maybe he, he could probably blow and then play his telly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but how are you gonna play notes on the trumpet with, no i mean you could only do one okay so maybe it'd be a bugle <laughs> um so anyway you could do like a looper pedal oh yeah you could do that but that's cheating yeah you could live loop uh, yeah 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 that doesn't count okay anyway <laughs> so <laughs> you guys do what in the band nick you play guitar i play guitar and second vocals you sounded like you were yeah, questioning that's... that. Well, it's kind of an odd setup because we'll get into like how we started the band, uh, but initially it was a two singer approach. Okay. With Benny and I singing, and as we've kind of moved into the we, I started writing all these. I guess we could just get into it, but yeah, as no, I started I writing these, songs, we kind of shifted the band around, and Ben ended up as Benny ended up as the lead singer. So now it, it it used to get 50-50 kind of, and now it's like 66, 36, 33 maybe. Maybe a little more than, maybe a little more Benny, but like live he handles most of it, but like on the records. Yeah, because like, like when we actually first started, because Nick and I have been writing music together probably for 20 years something like that yeah to be to be completely to be completely frank when i say writing music together it's really gonna be honest nick good writing 98 percent of what i do um but um i have a really good way of packaging it for him <laughs> if that makes sense yeah yeah no it uh, does but yeah. so, so what happens was when we first started it was um we were in bands together uh pop punk punk bands uh in and then it kind of it kind of just molded into this project where Nick was like, hey, I always kind of wanted to do ska stuff. Um, but obviously, we, we we're both from the ethos of punk, so we can't really get away from that no matter how we try. Um, but, you know, we grew up with, you know, Less Than Jake and Suicide Machines. And that was kind of like our kind of like approach to writing these songs. And so when we started, I played bass and sang and Nick played guitar and sang and Nick would do the drums by himself. It was actually a recording project that it kind of started. And then what happened was, is luckily enough, we kind of were like, Hey, maybe we should try to do something live. And then a drummer came and then it was like, Oh, maybe we should actually have horns. And then we have horns now. It was weird how it all kind of transitioned, but 
like I think honestly the boy detective started around twenty seven. Yeah, I think we started recording in your garage, in your apartment. Um and then we didn't really get members until twenty 2019. Yeah, we started with uh, we found a drone like 2019 and kind of jumped to that. And that was like 2022 was honestly like our first show. It was just you and me for a long time. Really? Yeah. So like when he was saying that it was it's hard to really explain the vocal situation. It was a 50 50. It was legitimately a 50 50. But then as okay. I'm I wanted to be a front man because like I said I I was always a big fan of front men like Dave. You just want all the and, chicks and um, Jay Navarro. <laughs> Yeah, I just, just go out there and just skank the whole time yeah. and get in people's business. And I love, like, making people, like, wonder why they're there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you guys kind of so, so like when that. I did that, when I transitioned from bass to lead singer, um, it just yeah, kind of made more sense. The band became, like, a real thing. Just we actually started playing shows. We picked up a horn section. We, like, yeah, so... That was kind of the, the, the... Coming out of the pandemic was kind of the impetus to really do this as like a ska project now when you guys like rehearse and shit how is that to get everybody together because i know from past experience man to get four people in a room at the same time can be a pain in the ass sometimes oh God. but seven eight yeah. i mean honestly honestly practices aren't bad shows are tough and challenging because it's like Four can do it. Two are like, well, we got to check. And then, like, if you don't keep checking up, it's it, it it's it spirals. Right. Um, but honestly, for the most for the most part, getting the band together for practice doesn't end up. We 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 luckily enough have picked a day or two every week or every other week that kind of just works. Oh, but that's as cool. For shows, it, it can be a night. It can be a nightmare. It yeah, we've had to turn down a lot just because of availability of individual band members. And- right. Yeah, who can actually make it and who wants to play at a dive bar to 10 people on a Tuesday when they have to be at work at 6 in the morning? Yeah, that's funny that you uh, you said that because before we were just talking about a, a band, and I'm not going to say who, but like they were bitching about playing on a Tuesday night and like nobody's showing up. And it's like, dude, it's a fucking Tuesday and you didn't go on till after 10. Like, what do you think? You yeah. know, I mean... You're not like huge. That's what happens. Yeah, that's why I said we. So like weeknight shows are a whole thing. We'll do it if it's a really cool show. Like we played with a uh, band called uh, Escape from the Zoo. They they they're awesome. They're on Fat Rack. They're on this really cool tour. And we were like, you know, I think we can do a Thursday night. But like, I don't know. Most we're, we're more picky about week weeknight shows than we are weekends. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, and with everyone in the band having, because everyone, almost everyone in the band has kids. Yeah, half of us have kids. Half of us are at least married. Well, all I was saying was I can obviously <laughs> buy the fucking lyrics. Uh, most of you are married <laughs> with kids and all that fun shit. Yeah, there's a lot in the, in the lyrics that are like about stuff that have like i i have a lyric notebook like i say notebook in quotes but like a notes file notes app on my phone with like lyrics i write as i like go through things and sometimes i'll just dig back through those to find something so a lot of these a lot of the songs are about things that have just happened in my life they could have been 15 years ago it could have been last week with my kids right so it's kind of yeah depends on the song so like some of the 
there's really no like through line with how recently these things have happened to me when I write lyrics. But yeah, so there are obviously a lot of songs about putting kids to bed. Yeah, yeah. Or like like date night. Little arguments with my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like date night. It's it, yeah, it's 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 a um of describing our lives right now and trying to um go through that adventure of this like next phase of you know when you're when your kids and in punk bands you don't really care and it's whatever about society and all that but then like all of a sudden like everything changes when these when these beautiful things just like start running around your house like your whole atmosphere and outlook and then also also like thanking our wives and our spouses for like allowing us to do this you know because like that's a big thing like especially with eight of us and trying to you know write write music and and record and also do shows and luckily enough like we have gotten to the point where we're actually being asked to play some really cool shows which nick and i have never (laughs) never had the option before right that's Um, awesome so yeah yeah i seen that you guys have a show upcoming in january for your album release party and you're playing with yeah it's gonna be a fun one yeah, and you said you were guys were like heavy into Suicide Machines, so you're getting to play with Jay Navarro, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was that's one of our like I say our our, our goals. It's one of like our dream play with like Suicide Machines. Yeah, and but just even getting like not to say there's any different, but like Jay Navarro rules too. So that's kind of like up there as well. Well, especially because you know, obviously, like our our punks got jason thing like we wouldn't be writing or even doing this if there weren't the bands before us so it's i mean it's it's kind of nerve-wracking the first time you're you know playing a show and then all of a sudden in a squat in dundee or dundee in detroit and then all of a sudden jay navarro walks in you know a god to at least me when i was a kid (laughs) listening to them on a on a no skip cd player um, inline skating in my parking lot, you know, like, and then I'm, and now I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's the problem is like, it's hard to get out of that, like humbling experience. Right. Um, and I, I, I just always been that DIY feel and approach. So when you get the opportunity to share a stage with a, a God to you almost, like it's it's kind of it's it it's daunting to say that to say the least. I could see I could see yeah, that. Yeah. Of, but it's also a lot of fun. Like we uh, we I say did we did like two weekends in a row with with them, um, and it's just it was a blast. Like they're such cool guys and they're all super nice and they were also members of like bands that are also weirdly like small Detroit ska bands that were like important to me as a teenager i found that the trombone player was like oh yeah i was in that band and i'm like uh cool right right <laughs> that's awesome I'm trying to think just of like it. little things like that saint thomas boys academy well, just, is it, the just only the... ska band that like immediately comes to mind out of detroit aside from like suicide machines it's yeah, just this was a, a small, they were called Telegraph, and I think they changed their name to The Scholars at one point. I think they were on a Misfits of Ska comp as The Scholars. Uh, okay. So, they, so like, this band that I loved, and I was just, like, 
met accidentally met their trombone player at a show we played with and i'm like oh okay this rules but yeah there's also the insiders who are like i say are kind of our friends too which is pretty cool having another detroit ska band that is out there still kind of doing their thing yeah for sure so yeah, our I'll... next big step is mustard plug up there a couple hours away. Okay. That's what I was going to say was the only other one I can think of is mustard plug. Yep. Yep. They're, they're, they're our next stop. They're our next bus stop. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so you guys. Speaking of a lot of members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got an autograph record from them not that long ago for some one of, my, one of my customers at the store, and they were, like the whole fucking front of it yeah, was autographs. That's awesome. So you guys yeah, I've just had released... that pre promotion for. Yeah, you guys Go just on. released Sorry. your single, with a dreadful collection of memoranda. It was what down the first, and then it was, if I remember right, you got another one dropping on Christmas. If I am remembering that, that is that is correct. That is that is we we released our first single for the new album last month called Date Night, um, and then we released uh, Dreadful Memorandum um, dot 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 on December first. We'll be releasing our next one coming up on christmas and then the full album will be released art theft will be released on january 1st oh cool i was gonna ask Happy if, you had a, if you had a name for the record yet is there um are there I more don't know if features I was to release that, but... yeah this is yeah here you go oh that's <laughs> well, shit, I can... honestly it hasn't been that exclusive i'll talk about it to anyone who wants to talk to me oh well then if the cats are yeah that one's it. called art theft and it's there's a whole through line of the record is how much like things have influenced us and how these things have seeped in and i don't think it's ever going to get released but i have like a two and a half three page document with all the references i made in my song in these songs to other <laughs> bands and several friends have like picked them out that i really appreciate i'm like you recognize that hell yes it's like one of my favorite things so um oh. so yeah the through line is that we you can't make art without stealing art. Um, what was I'm trying to think? There's a quote that's like, "Untalented artists quote," and like other ones, good the, the good ones steal. Yeah, I think it's like Andy Warhol or something. I'm probably wrong. But yeah, so the whole <laughs> you, just, that, you, is, just, you just stole that quote, Nick. <laughs> I just stole that quote. There you go. Is that it's um, it's everyone is steals things. We're a little more naked about it. Makes well, and why not? You know, and why not? Why not just be upfront about it? You know, because I, I can't imagine being a bigger band and then see a band coming up that is nodding to our so bad. Like, I can't wait someday when somebody nods to the Boy Detective. You know, right. we're old yeah, and we're nobody be, cares about us anymore. We're gonna be the Telegraph to some forty-year-old dude in twenty years. You never know, man. You never know. You never, you never know. And uh, right now, like it's the the sky, like society and realm is just. It's so. I will say this, like it is incredibly welcoming. It's um, super cool. It has been so welcoming to us out of nowhere. It's funny we, we we're getting to play now with all these ska bands, and they keep saying they keep bringing it up. Like, where? Why haven't we come across you? Like, where were you guys hiding? You know. And that's, I, I just, I feel like our, the product is there. Um, we have wonderful, don't get me wrong. Our songs are great when you're streaming them, 
but if you really want to get the full atmosphere, you got to come to a show. Our show is just full energy thrown at you. And that's, I think what really puts us on, on, on the map. Yeah. If you can, if you can prove it live, you're good to go. Yeah. It's been something that we've got like a, a great collection of, of people. And that makes all the difference. Like everyone in our band is super cool. Everyone loves playing. That was one of the things we heard a while ago. That's like they look like they have fun together, and that's really yeah. Part that's of a big what thing we strive for. I mean, you can definitely tell when you see a band and they're like, it's towards the end of the tour, second, third yeah. stop, and they're like, just and they're just, home, yeah, I hate these guys. They're just cranking <laughs> them out. All right, have a good night. Fucking yeah, peace out. See you next dudes. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like look at. Coffin cats, like, they play constantly all the time, but every single time they play, they look like they have a blast. Yeah, yeah, it's a big part of why we like doing this. Is yeah. So you guys had um, Camden from D Block on the second single. Do you have any more features on the upcoming album? No, honestly, that was the um, that was the first one. Um, can tell by my last name cam's my little brother and i'm like so incredibly oh, proud of what he's doing with d-block it is blows me away yeah that band's the reception sick, dude. they get everywhere they go they're so good like he's been doing this for years too and it like just for this to finally like blow up has been awesome i'm so pumped for them and it was super cool to get him in in the studio with us to be able to do this this small part at the end of the song we kind of had this idea to make this like a really <laughs> we call it our like hawthorne heights ending but as a really like <laughs> post hardcore ending and like these harmonized guitar riffs which is not something we do right um we only have one guitarist but so on the album they're harmonized and then it comes in it's just this heavy almost ref, like refused is really the influence that i was trying to go for um and then have to have him come in and do his thing over that was awesome yeah shit i didn't know he was your little brother that's fucking cool that's you know, and that's something too about the boy detective too. If you go back, like the Capals and the Goods have been on a lot. Like my brothers were on Dorcas, both of them. They made appearances on Dorcas, um, and Nick's brother is always like our families have always been uh, musicians, and we've always been in bands. In fact, before Nick and I played together, we were in um, like local like brother band type things like they would play all of my older brother shows um and just so happened that we kind of that i got asked to uh try out for the band that was called cardinals at the time but yeah like it, it, our brothers like our families have always been doing like nick was in a hardcore band and i was always in like a pop punk or I, we started out as a horror punk uh kind of like misfit style band um, and that's where my kind of where I come from. And then Nick came from more of like the pop punk hardcore realm. Um, and then so you can actually see those influences being drifted into not only the way that we sing, but Nick specifically when he writes these songs, there's a big influence of that. And it's funny because when we first talked about writing this, we did want to end up where art theft is um, more of the faster punk um, starting to flirt with the hardcore scene. Um, and I think as we evolve more to it, there'll be more heavier stuff coming down the line. I can't imagine it stopping. Nick, can you imagine that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into it right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got a whole bunch of like heavy riffs that have never been appropriate. Then I'm like, wait, no, we can do this. 
I can put I can put horns on a metalcore breakdown. This will roll. Well, and I just I mean like the stuff that we've done in art that like I just never thought I would ever rap on it. <laughs> I yeah. never do hip hop, and uh, you, you got it out of me. So I, I I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for the world to hear art theft. They really it's it's a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> our band our band is wonderful, and they're very talented. And I, I got to give Steve credit too, who produced it. Like he is—he's a wonderful guy, and he—he he took a lot of time on this. So I—I want—I do want to uh, tip my hat to not only the rest of my bandmates because they're awesome, Seth, uh, Jared, and Rian, and um, Zach and Ricky, and I also want to tip my hat to Steve because he did a wonderful job for us. Where'd what you up, guys? Steve? Where'd you guys do the recording and stuff for it? At? Uh, we did it in a a garage. In Toledo, um, Matt Carrick from Citizen has like a DIY studio that Steve, uh, our friend Steve, has works out of, and so he recorded it in this studio, which we were lucky enough to get access to some some pretty cool gear in there. And uh, and Steve's very, like I said, Steve himself is very talented, so it's really kind of a cool process. It took a week and a little little more than a week to get everything down. 10 days, I think, is what we had. So they had, like, oh, yeah. studio a... amps and stuff in there you could fuck with? Um, Honestly, no. These are all my amps. If you want to nerd out about guitar gear, guitar gear, this is a whole other podcast. No, no, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I know, was, this was all, it wasn't, there was some, like, Fender amps, which are, like, cool as hell, but I didn't end up using them. It was all, I, I'm a gearhead kind of, so mm-hmm. it was all my uh, Mesa single rack, my PVVTM, and then all the clean is uh, just a box AC30. I like that mess of boogie. Yeah, it's it's kind of my my. I never as much as I like like Blink 182 and Newfound Glory, and that's what they ever all those pop punk bands use. But like, I never saw myself as like a, a Mesa guy, and then I'm like, all right, this rules. I this does cleans really well. This does this just can hammer you. It's so powerful. Like that amp is just so powerful. Yeah. What it can do. Um, yeah. yeah. I've never Mesa. played out of a mess of boogie. There, I always, what have I? I've only played out of a handful of different things. You know, like Marshall's. Yeah. Um, Rocket Reverb. Who made that? PV. Those were fun. Uh, yeah, maybe. PV Rocket Reverbs. I don't know. But yeah. You could do, oh, you yeah. Could, it was, go on. You could use like the fifty one fifties, but there's just no clean. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's where I, I run into that. That VTM is a the pre fifty one fifty fifty one fifty, and it will absolutely crush you on its like distortion channel. Yeah, but I need to switch back and forth so I don't use it until we record an album. So I use it once every year or two. I see. It's like so. Yeah, there wasn't a there. It wasn't like a, a huge gear selection there was a lot of good like inbound compressors and um all that like recording gear but gotcha. not a lot of we our own amps and stuff so right now just curious sometimes you know no, I like, yeah yeah i like hearing what gear people are using yeah me too well i always like hearing those like behind the behind the music where like the band yeah, would have yeah. never used this certain acoustic guitar or this certain amp and then like the the the, the sound guys is like hey plug into this and then they're like hey, the rest is history yeah yeah <laughs> like they're like the lost slash amp and shit <laughs> i can't even get my sound to sound like it It was so good yeah you know? um 
Well, we didn't have that experience. No, um, all of our musicians are very um, into what they do. Our our bassist Ricky is a big big SVT fan. So Ampeg SVT that that whole route. Um, I have a that's what made SVT Rocket Reverb Ampeg. Yeah, that, no, yeah, you're right. That's that's who made them. Yeah, they 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 got a history making like guitar amps, but they're not known for it. But yeah, they're great bass amps. The SVT fucking rules. They, they they do if if they weren't uh, two thousand pounds each, it would be even better. <laughs> but no, that's just part. That's just yeah. part of it. Um, keep you in shape. Thank God I'm not a bassist anymore. Thank God I don't have to lug that crap all over the place nowadays. Do you have plans to press up the new album on like any physical format? Yeah, um, we are. It's uh, top floor tapes is going to release like a limited edition or a limited run of the album we've got a couple ways ways we're doing this so we're doing we're doing the run with top floor where they're doing just a run of 50 with like custom artwork on uh, on half of them yep uh which we're really excited about and then we are doing a really 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 limited run of our own art theft tapes <laughs> they rule so they, That's the album, we are basically just gonna put the album over other bands tapes oh I gotcha. I, it's hard to this without showing a picture but like we have where we so with um we are to a fault diy we have always pressed our own tapes we've always done our own merch um we're getting a little better at letting go of that as we start playing bigger shows and get a little bigger um but i am staunchly stupidly diy so with our um all of the uh initial pressings of, of band from the bathtub we would label them by ourselves. We would, uh, they were like, the labels were made, but the actual cassettes like labeled. So we would get together and um, start drinking and having fun and labeling these tapes. And they got weirder and weirder as we got to the end. Yeah. So everyone who got like the second pressing of Band from the Bathtub got some kind of weird message on their cassette. <laughs> <That's awesome>. So. <laughs> I want to take this time to publicly apologize for. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, what you on those? Uh, but they're very, they were, they got funnier and funnier. We thought as we went. So well, they'll, they'll be worth something someday, Nick. The, the yeah. limited pressing of our art on them. This, <laughs> our is the, this is the one Nick drew a bong on. <laughs> I think Jar Jar Binks made it on one too. Oh yeah. my god, that's not cool. I feel bad. For that person, <laughs> fucking Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, he's doing a guest appearance on the record. You didn't. I, I just. I I gotta be honest with you guys. When you start having horns in your band, things get a little loopy. A little loopy in here. Yeah, I feel he's like ska bands have a good sense of humor. Like just looking at bands previously, like you never get like a. Honestly, like I feel like Operation Ivy was like the most serious guy. Like a lot of other bands, like they're like goofy and they, they got a sense of humor. And I don't know, you guys obviously do. Like I love the "Just Get Me Back to My Couch" song. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I can't tell you how many times I. Don't say worry, we don't shit. even know the song. Everyone has a hard time remembering the song titles, but yeah, that one's—it's not the horniness, or it's not about the horniness; it's about the loneliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the one. I love that shit because I'm always like, yeah, I just want to be back home at my couch. Yeah, most of those songs were written during the pandemic, and like, there's a there's a nihilistic streak to some of them. <laughs> but yeah, that was my like, I'm stuck in here, just and I, I don't want to go out anymore. Like, yeah. just get me back to my couch. 
Yeah, because there's also that line in there about uh, uh, standing in your underwear or eating a block of cheese, which is so like everybody does it. It's so <laughs> it's so real. It's <laughs> yeah, so that's true. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the, I, some of our some of our lyrics, and honestly, I gotta give, like I said, I gotta give Nick props to this. Nick came up with all the the song titles, um, except for I I did get one finally on this new record. That I'm really excited about, but you'll have to guess it. You have to figure it out later. Which one of you did the long like scream on uh, the bathtub album? That's me. That's you. Okay. That's me. That's so long, dude. Uh, Figurative heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's me. I, I'm I'm a theater kid, so like I always loved like that's another. Th- that, I think that's another reason why our shows are the way they are, because because I've always felt like if you're a performer, you perform fully, like right. And I'm not. I, this is not me like poking fun at bands that they don't literally do anything on stage. But like my impression is like if people are gonna take time to come out of their busy schedules on a Tuesday night specifically, like we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. You Make better it worth give them it. a damn good show. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, I want to, it's like that old like coach, right? You should leave the field knowing you put in 110%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel like, I feel like if you're in a band, you should do that. And I'm not saying everybody has the energy that we do. Luckily, I don't know how we have the energy we do, you know, because I'm, I'm, if you could see us the next day, I'm sure you would see us like icing up every. Um, and like our kids, like we're not even playing with our kids cause we're afraid they're going to jump on our bruises. But, um, I, I don't know. I'm really excited. And like going back to like, we're, there'll be a show soon that we're, we're possibly going to have the chance to play with D block. I'm really excited to play a show where there's going to be an actual like pit, like, cause skank pits are different than when somebody actually wants to swing a fist at you. Right. Um, and I spend 90% of the show off the stage. I don't like being on the stage. I like being with the crowd. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to get beat up. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. That was finalized. It's at, uh, I think, March 23rd. That's it. At Parts of Labor in Melvindale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we You'll have to just... get back to me on that one. That's a little ways out. I never been to Parts and Labor. I was, I've been to the Rockery a few times when it was open, okay. but I never got to go to Parts and Labor yet. Yeah, we're we're excited to cram all seven of us on a stage the size of a computer desk. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you'd have to worry about me, Nick, at least. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's that's kind of part of it too. Is that half the time, like these like places we play don't have huge stages, so it's like we kind of are all jumping on each other and. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the Ottawa Tavern. Like one of our stopping grounds um, is like the the horns have to play on a second balcony, a second story balcony oh, to like that's play behind cool, us. Though, actually, it is. It's real. It's honestly really cool. Um, but it is. It's it's interesting when you have seven members because yeah, most I've, stages don't apply to that. I feel like yeah. I just get this vision of like you know when a clown car empties and they just keep coming like the yeah. the venue owners like watching the band unload and you're just like how fucking many of you guys are there he's, he's, he's got tears in his eyes handing us our drink tickets yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like we come in and, and they're under we come in and they're under the false like uh the false idea that all the bands are in and they lock up and then like no we're just one of the bands one of the bands yeah, yeah. they're like oh okay they all showed up in the same ride <laughs> They're... Yeah, I was like, I was like, when we actually do get the opportunity to have a full set of ska bands, like that's gonna be a nightmare to that place. Like, okay, now like there's 36 beer tickets we gotta get. 
<laughs> Got to give up. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. a lot of fucking instruments all crammed wherever. Plus, like, the typical yeah. sound guy probably doesn't really know how to mic a trumpet all that well. Or, like, a trombone yeah, it's, or it's, anything. Yeah, it's not as common. Most we found most are pretty good. Uh, we've had to, like, run our own kind of sound at certain at places. Some of our, like, favorite, there's just, like, I don't know, there's some, like, stands in the corner. We're like, okay, fuck yeah, we can work with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah, we'd, we're definitely the nuisance to a lot of people, I think, because they're like, oh, okay, it's another puck night, whatever. There's going to be three guys. We'll throw them up there. We'll throw two mics. It'll be taken care of. And then we show up, and they're like, oh, God. Yeah. All right. And I, I'm pretty sure a, a, they probably think, like, they don't even know how to play these instruments, and then they actually see us. And honestly, we've gotten very good at, like, oh, we had no idea you would sound like this. This, this rules or – um, we've had a lot of good feedback. Any show we play, um, which is interesting, like that's the problem too, is because because that we we're, we we kind of flirt with the punk line, we flirt with the ska line, and now we're flirting with the whole hardcore sc- screamo side. Mm-hmm. Like we we can bridge ourselves into a lot of these shows um, and not feel so out of place. Yeah, yeah. We've played with. I'm trying to think of a genre we haven't played with. Hip hop. We played with yeah, black metal bands. We've played with hardcore bands. Played with country bands. We played with alternative rock bands. It's kind of just we we can kind of just have fun no matter where we go, which is kind of the the cool part about this. Oh, that's great. I mean, I mean that works in your favor though, because then you can kind of fit in on any bill instead of just being like, well, we only play with punk bands, yeah. ska bands, etc. Yeah. 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 We're not cool enough for a writer yet, where we can like say that. Yeah. You know, we're only playing. <laughs> we're only playing with these. These legit now. Um, no, it, it's 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 been it's been really cool. Like we started playing shows probably in 2020, really, uh, or 20 in 2020, 2022. Yeah. Um, April. And and it's and it's really like we've played a lot of shows. We've surprisingly for eight seven of us. And like, it just, it seems like we're finally getting to that point where we're getting asked to play like the cooler shows, if that makes sense. Like we're on that next tier. We're not anywhere. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying we are anything, you know, that people are going to know yet, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, they're like, they're interested. Like yeah, we got asked to play some pretty cool stuff. Well, like you said, you're actually getting asked to play. You're, you're not asking to play. So that's always a good sign. Yes. Yes. Um, but it also is kind of too, it's kind of interesting too, when you get that show offer and you're like, I don't know if I want to play that. (laughs) Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be kind of strange. Like you said, you know, like, well, if we play there, then blah, blah, blah. You know, how's that going to? We talked a lot about the weeknight shows. That's the this like, is, I'm mean, honestly, availability is the biggest reason we turn things down. We've never turned something in because we, like, didn't want to play with the band. Right. Like, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, like, Screwdriver. I'm not playing with Screwdriver. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, but, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's kind of what I was meaning was, like, I was just <laughs> thinking, like, I want to screw- beat Screwdriver. What's this band all about? Play with fucking Nazi bands. But. You, you don't, Ben. <laughs> um, uh, no, but no, I, I, no, we have not, we have not turned down a show because we want it. You know, we, we didn't want to play it. It was more like two of us can't play. And right. That's the, that's the tricky part too that we're still kind of getting used to in the ska world is like there's a lot of bands that like they'll take new members to play horns. 
And like we're we come from the old school tree, Nick and I do, where it's like really the whole band should play every show together. Like this is our band. Like we feel comfortable with these members. But like in the Scott realm, it's not unusual to, uh, oh, a trumpet can't play. You just add a trumpet here. You just ask somebody to play trumpet for your show. Right. And like that to me is still strange. Um, yeah, dude. Like, it's just not the just same like, show if you're missing you one of us. Fucking, like, you're just like no. standing on the stage. Like anybody know how to play this thing? Yeah, <laughs> like, blow you, into it. You want to <laughs> make 20 bucks. They got like the... They got like that music stand, and we're just all the raging, and they're like, "Can you stop hitting my stand, please?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not in the. You're, this is not the note that you told you me. You are jumping into my harpsichord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I do on the weekends? Do you know what orchestras I play? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Yeah, we have like yo-yo miles pissed at us. <laughs> Going back to, so I had a question I didn't get to ask going back to earlier. When you said you were going to do all your tapes DIY over other people's tapes, do you oh. mean the J cards? Like you're going to like put your own album covers yeah, on? Um, or you're going to like me, double got, your tape? I, I realize I can't share a picture, but I'll describe it. Okay. Well, while next do while next doing that, I can tell you the one that I did. Generally. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you go ahead because that's gonna illustrate it. Um, I'm going. So I found a Kenny Rogers one. I can't remember what the actual album is, but I just changed it to Benny Rogers, okay. and I made Kenny Rogers look like me. And then I put <laughs> Art Theft over the actual title of the album. I I took out the insert and wrote a bunch of stuff and drew pictures in it. And then the actual tape too has Benny Rogers. Um, art theft so like we legitimately took the tapes you double over the inserts them. out and like yeah but we like kept them that but like obviously that it's their tape like that's that that's right. kind of the the nod the nod to the whole art art it's, theft. it's literally performing art theft 100 <laughs> percent. which is actually like kind of ironic that you guys say that because i had never seen anybody do that up until like last week um there's a old punk rock band called the testers out of new york in like the late 70s and i've been talking with sonny vincent from the band and then he sent me a bunch of records to sell like at my store and he had this certain album that he took old records and he painted over them and like made his own album covers but like kept bits and pieces of the old album artwork on there and i thought it was really oh, that's cool. awesome yeah art theft kindred spirits yeah i but most like I, most people wouldn't think to do that. But the just the Benny Rogers thing in general, like that's hilarious. Yeah, we had a, a birthday party, and I come into my office, and Ben's in here with a sharpie. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my god, hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, so we got a whole bunch of tapes that are going to be defaced and recorded over for our art theft run of art theft. Okay. I'm going to definitely have to pick. Now we just need to get one of these artists. I don't know if you can get Benny Rogers. That might go in my personal collection. I just thought that (laughs) that was just too good. Um, But no, I'm waiting for one of those artists to like come sue us because that would be really hilarious. Really, when we know things have gone good. That that would be a good decision. That's our promotional strategy to get sued by a country artist from the 70s. Fucking Kenny Rogers shows up. <laughs> They're to gonna your meet house. us out outside of one of our sets and be- it beats us up with bass. <laughs> he hits me with a guitar. <laughs> be a piece of oh, barbecue man. chicken. We're dude. gonna beef with Kenny Rogers. I didn't. I didn't see this coming. This is happening. I started a band. 
<laughs> we should start saying that we have a problem with Kenny Rogers and make up a story every time. <laughs> we, know what you did. we know what you did to Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Your chicken restaurant sucked. Fuck you. <laughs> so you guys uh, are releasing those yourself. Yeah, we're gonna Top floor tapes isn't doing those. He's doing a different one. Oh, those, yeah, those will be available at shows and stuff. We may, may put some of them online, but man, some of the stuff online is tough and I don't like it. I gotta like ship things. <laughs> but we have a store. It's not as updated as I probably should keep it. Yeah, that but yeah, they might be available online. I know some of the, the through will be available online. Yeah, we do have we do have shirts and uh, some merch on our web store. But I, you may get a message from me that says, "Dude, I'm sorry, we're on a medium." So I didn't <laughs> No, I would... They'll get a free Benny Rogers album. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll mail them something to make up for it. But uh, well, we'll have to get with you about what what your site is and whatnot, because I'll put it in the episode description and everything, so anybody interested can go pick stuff up. Apparently, they're out of mediums. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we may be out of mediums. I have a medium <laughs> sitting on my desk that I like to. I said it took too long to ship out, but I I, I handed it to him at a show later. <laughs> So you guys are in southeastern Michigan. Where where are you at exactly? Like Wyandotte, Taylor, somewhere around there. We're we're from kind of all around. That's why we we kind of just southeastern Michigan is the best you can come up with. Because we, we we practice in southeastern yeah. Michigan. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just easier to say that. Yeah. yeah. Instead of eight towns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, everybody calls Detroit Detroit, but it, it, nine times out of ten, they're yeah, they're not, not even, even in Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah. yeah, you're from Bloomfield Hills, you bitch. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, who was asking yeah, no, us? I Bloomfield Hills. Uh, I drive through Bloomfield Hills every day on my way home from work. It's a very lovely community. I've probably driven through it, but I don't think I've ever been there for anything. It's kind of the the up, upscale. Yeah, I um. Long story short, I know a broad who is married to a guy there purely for the money. A broad. Yep. Big fake a nice, a, a nice scholarly broad. <laughs> a nice gold digging broad, yeah. apparently. I, I don't have any problem with it, but... <laughs> yeah, I've said I was from Detroit when people are, like, from way out of state. I'm like... I'm from around Detroit. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> way easier to explain. It's just, it's just easier to point to Detroit on your hand. Yeah. Well, we always have to do that for where we're at to point on our hand because everybody's like, where the fuck is yeah, that? You're, you're up in Alpena, right? Yep. Yeah. So we're always like, okay, so we, had, yeah, we, we played in Alpena this summer at the uh, French Road Bash. I don't know if you guys. Oh, at the French Road Bash. Yeah. That's fucked up that you played out there. Yeah, we, yeah, we weren't there. That's a lot of fun. We didn't, we didn't know about that. <laughs> no, I knew about it. I didn't I know didn't you were know playing it just now. Was that at Wayne Konjorski's or whatever? Yep, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. It. We love that dude. Yep. That's a wild. If you've never been there, that's a wild experience. No, it, I've it, been there, but I just it it's not our weird, crowd. It's not like a typically our crowd there. I, and I can, people I can get assume mad. Why. It's not our crowd yeah. there either. People <laughs> get mad. Wait, like you got like mad, like rednecks getting wasted. Um, yeah. We don't drink. I'll tell you what. Well, they I love. Don't. They love the Scott. They love Scott Punk. I'll tell oh, you. Oh, I'm sure they were going yeah, off, having they, a fucking good old time, hooting and hollering and what have you. But 
Yeah, if I would have known you guys were there, I would have totally fucking went. Yeah, I would have went for sure. I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even look at the bill. I was just like, oh, French Road Bash. Yeah, French Road Bash, exactly. Angry Hillbillies. Cops fucking everywhere. (laughs) Because they know about it, so they just fucking wait. Apparently, next year I'm going to have to pay We always have, like, the best stories from that show. There's always... Oh, wait, you're right. It's like the the most interesting people ever are there. Um, because like the the first year we went up, because we've done this multiple years, by the way, gentlemen. This that's is awesome. this is interesting because I'm a funeral <laughs> I'm a funeral director by trade, so that's what I do day to day. And I was at a funeral director convention conference, whatever you want to call it. And then he he was in like a cover band, and he was like, wait. "You're in a punk band. Do you want to come up and play my?" festival and i'm like yeah i want to play your festival fuck and so that's how we got up there and it was just interesting because like the first year there was a bunch of girls that were like like very very like hippie-esque they were like doing um hula hoops and Uh, rave stuff i bet you i know their fucking um, names go ahead i'm just saying i bet you i know some of their fucking names with that hula hoop shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like it was a whole thing. I didn't. We didn't realize it. And then, like, there was uh, uh, there was a guy that wanted to fight me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was no like a bunch whatsoever. of people that wanted to fight for no fucking reason. Yeah, you well, have, you honestly, like a lot of the interactions we had that you could like tell that there was like an undercurrent of violence to there. Yeah, yeah. Demeanor voices. Like yeah. we were very clearly outsiders. Yeah. To that. And it, like I said, we are like the most friendly, like fun-loving band. And to be like, I don't know, a lot of it was like, oh man, we need to get away from this guy, <laughs> or like this guy's threatening Ben. <laughs> like, but mostly it was a lot of fun. And Dude, we... I fucking that sucks now. I wish I would have went because like I've I've been like you know, it's one of the like I said, it's like one of those things where you well, know, no, almost exactly. know you're gonna get. Exactly what they're describing is why, why we I don't, don't go. go right because like as somebody who's not <laughs> I don't I don't drink so like when you're not the drunk guy everybody wants to fight the sober guy oh god yeah but like here's the thing like oh, no, that's, that's why that's I don't me, go because like I don't I'll drink fight either, them so yeah I would too but here's the thing like I gotta live here like they they could fight him just smack him with a guitar and get in the van and leave but like no but I mean <laughs> I'm just saying like that's why like. You know, we don't go. Yeah, it's just uh, you always get some guy that's like, oh, what do you think? You're better than me? Like, <laughs> yeah, because, that, that, like, around here, if you're not a drunk, um, yeah. well, then something's wrong with you. But what they don't realize is we are, like, at least I'll speak for myself, is we all have to deal with a lot of alcoholism around here. So <laughs> it's yep. like that's just, you know. So if you don't drink, it's fucking weird. So just yeah. to just so we get this straight for next year, do you guys plan to play yeah, French Row Batch next year? Because we'll go. go for you. Hell yeah! Okay. Hell yeah! We'll we'll definitely we always play that like middle. They they call it I don't remember what, the rock stage or something, but we always play the one in the middle. Um, it's always super weird because like people don't know what to do obviously with us. Right. So there's a big bonfire in the middle that I'm literally skanking around. And it's just it, it's just such an interesting experience because in in my perspective, like I exact I know exactly what you guys are talking about. Um, because like for you, it's almost like are we condoning like this dumb action if we go? But like for us out of towners, it's it's a wild spectacle. Like, oh, I'm sure it, it is. 
It's like, cause you don't, you don't see, like, you don't see a guy in our neck of the woods literally like makes a festival out of his house in his backyard with three <laughs> stages. And literally last year he had like rappers in the back. Oh yeah. They yeah, were all, they, they were all white boys. Yep. And I was just like, this is getting real interesting. Yeah. And they're like throwing up their, their, um, crunk their crunk chalices oh they had <laughs> okay, crunk. What, what is going I, on i remember that being advertised like the well, that's why i and, didn't go because yeah, i thought I like, that's gonna be so i thought that's what ridiculous. it was this year i was like man i don't want to watch a bunch of kids that got dropped off by their mom rap about mm. <laughs> like <laughs> that's great yeah that's what it that was honestly the vibe at the the rap stage but yeah that middle stage was wild there was like like i said we there was a death metal band that played a couple bands before us and then by the time I think it was Citrus Orange is the band from up there that yeah. closed that out. There was like hundreds of people in this clearing in the woods, and it was wild. <laughs> like it was like holy shit. Next time you guys come up here, it's... I can show you some real fucking like a community in Alpina that is its own fucking community, and uh, it'll blow you fucking away. It'll make that shit look like nothing. It's funny because, oh, yeah. like, everybody oh, that gosh. plays here has that same description. Like, when Hate Inc. played here, yeah, yeah. Beast was You're talking crazy about fucking redneck kids. <laughs> like a fucking bunch of crazy rednecks in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, well I think cool. one year we, we said something pro, pro trans because um, we did a Against Me cover. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I remember yeah. like a lot of a lot of them did not like what I said. And like I remember looking at Nick and I'm like, I hope they don't, I hope they don't. And my brother played with us too. This was before the boy detective. So it was two Nicks and me. And uh I just remember like, oh God, like they they might murder me after this. They, <laughs> You'd they, come out in your cars like might. on blocks and you're they're like, fuck <laughs> you, hippie. <laughs> No, for, are, the, for the most part, for fucking... the most part, people loved it. Like they love it because we're the loudest thing they've ever heard. Oh yeah, right? I mean, like you said, if you're then... running around playing guitar around a bonfire, yeah, dude, they're gonna be like, "Wow, it's fucking got rules!" Like you're not getting beat up. <laughs> you're the entertainment, dude. Yeah, you're just getting beat up by bad breath at yeah. that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Wayne, Wayne loves Wayne. Will literally like text me. Like months before, he's like, "You coming again? You play?" Oh, well, because up. it was always a one day thing, and now it's a two day thing. Yeah. So he's like, "Can you play both nights?" I'm like, "Dude, no, I can't play two nights. That's too much for me. That's too, that's just too much of an atmosphere for me." Yeah, that's a good four and a half hours for us to drive there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was a, it was a hike. Yeah, it is. A, I just um, I went to the Coffin Cats show on Thanksgiving Eve, and I drove from Alpena down to there, and then back to Alpena the same night. Oh man. Oh that's that's a hike. That's yeah. a hike. I've done it many times, but like I don't know, being that it was Thanksgiving the next day, I was like, well, it'd be nice to wake up at home cuz I got shit to do. So I just slammed an energy drink and then fucking plowed home, but it was actually nice because I from after I got like a little bit north of Ann Arbor, I seen maybe 5 people from here to from there to Alpena and I was like, this is sweet. It's like I got my own road and everything. Yeah, you could just blast, yeah. Yeah, I was doing like 90, but um, once I got off of I-75, I was like, well, there's too many cops now. So, But anyways, we're <laughs> off track, off yeah, topic. You that but, Alpena's like east of the highway. There's no like major highway into Alpena. No. Um, 
Gaylord, I think, is the closest access to a highway, if I remember right. To the freeway? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, or, yeah, freeway, not highway. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, potato, potato, you knew what I meant. I knew what you meant, but there's a freeway and a highway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, what, so we apologize for that. If I would have known, I would have went, but we'll uh, definitely go next year. Fuck yeah, dude, we'll, that shit just made it, like. We'll no. bring a crowd of people out there oh, with us. Oh, my God. Dude, that'd be that would rule if like you could get like all the all the punk kids out there because like yeah it, it, there was another punk there was another like punk band they were doing like kind of like Blink One Two stuff yeah that was they did a a face to face cover really yeah. I was like oh hell yeah was it State the Odds Mm-mm. no something tape what the hell were they called I'm trying my brain is trying I'm literally trying to think about it right now. I can't remember. They played right before us, right? A couple bands. Yeah, I mean, I've got this in a spreadsheet somewhere. I... <laughs> yeah, you guys I mentioned look up, but... um, you mentioned Citrus Orange. It wasn't them, was it? No, they were the no, they, they they were the main liners okay. on that stage. Yeah, they're a lot of fun live, actually. Um, yeah, they they we played with them in Ann Arbor at this weird like show that. I knowing what I know now, I would have turned down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was super weird. Like you got to sell ten tickets. Like oh, we were like, that oh, stupid no, shit. we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah it's fucking. And we played with them, and they were really fun and really pretty good. And we were like, okay, hell yeah, we know these dudes now. And we were like, hey, we're gonna come up and play. They were like, yeah, yeah, we do. But, yeah, they were like, they were crazy. They were pretty good. Yeah, and they're pretty young too. Um, we do shows yeah. in the alleyway next to my record store in the summer. The rest, the yeah. restaurant that's next door puts it on usually. I don't have the money cool. to host a whole damn show because he sells drinks. <laughs> okay, and shit. the 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 band is called Heavy Lies the Crown, or is it, or is it State the Odds? State the Odds. State the Odds. Was State the Odds. Yeah, was the pop State band. the Odds. So the singer for State the Odds works at the restaurant that puts on the shows. That's my boy. Oh, there you go. Um, so there you go. ideally, yeah, like, they, they were doing they were doing some good some. If you guys could swing like a Fourth of July weekend show, there is like a huge turnout in the alleyway here for it, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot less backwoodsy than, than the uh, the French Road Bash. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't feel like you're. The... Maybe 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 we like them. Maybe we like the back roadie. You know, we I like, mean, we like we... taking off our shoes and hula hooping a little bit. You know. <laughs> Now, Wayne's a good dude. Uh, his band, the Copycats, played around here forever. He's a cool guy, and he still jams in his oh, older age. He can rap. Yeah. Oh, man. That, he, that's that's my favorite part to see is, like, his band. Whenever he does, like, cover stuff or when he's doing, like... Because he's, like... he, They just, like, let him in all the bands there by the house. And, like, he yeah. just... Man, he he shreds, and he pulls out the sax, and I'm like, man, like, this guy, this guy rolls. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he pulls out a sax, a harmonica. Like, I see him bust all types of mm-hmm. shit. He's like a magician up there just pulling shit out of a hat. He's <laughs> like, oh, check it out. Obaphone. He's a, he's a legit, he's a legit nice, he's a legit nice guy, though. Like, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't have to do that and he still does. So, no, he does it because he loves it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, like, honestly, there's, there used to be a music scene here, but now there's like nowhere to fucking play. And it's hard to get anybody like halfway decent to travel typically three to four hours. And it's just a whole thing. Like you got to have money to put it on. And 
Well, I'm sure you guys I could, know. I could, the, you're, you, yeah, your location is is a tough one. Is a toughie for I, I think a lot of people. That's the problem. Yeah, for sure. It's not like near any of the bigger cities, so you can't like, you know, make a tour out of it. Stop up there and then stop someplace else. Like, because yeah. they're gonna want to go to Grand Rapids if they go. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's like, usually uh, like it'll be like Detroit, Grand Rapids, occasionally Flint. Dude, I noticed that yep. fucking Michigan gets skipped a lot by certain acts. Fuck yeah, they do. Like, yes. There's probably yep. a lot of yep. bands that hear about Detroit that have never been there that are like, uh-uh, I'm not playing there. <laughs> I mean, if you think, like, geographically, Michigan is out of the way no matter what. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you anywhere like, north you go, of okay. it's Canada. Yeah, unless you're going to Detroit, it is not on your route. No. I don't well, know. What if you're going to Canada, Nick? What if you're yeah, wanting you know. to stay, take a stop in Canada for a couple of shows? <laughs> Maybe. If you're playing, if you're playing like London... Wind- that's yeah baby yeah that's gonna be us you're gonna play <laughs> i have Getting people over the border that's gonna be fun grand rapids gets a lot more shows now than they really used to though yeah so, that place is, is cool. blowing up too yeah but anyways yeah, getting that was back a fun to... one too we played skeleton oh nice i've been there going back to like your band in general because i got totally sidetracked by that alpina thing because i had no idea <laughs> Sorry, goes yeah. to show how much retro smash man you I talk about attention. it you're done <laughs> yeah i didn't that shows how much i pay attention to that because uh like i always see when it comes up and i think we even advertise it like in the record store we have flyers and shit for it like taped up and i fuck they're probably still up to be honest with you well another reason i um that i personally don't go out there is because uh wayne's neighbor i work with the, his neighbor and his neighbor is not a good human being and uh his neighbor's the one that was trying to fight Benny. Could have been. But I doubt it. <laughs> no, but Honest, honestly, his exact words to me were, do you want to fuck or fight? So <laughs> oh, nice. And then Nick out of nowhere goes, he definitely wants to fuck. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to El Pino. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Uh, I bet you if you would have pulled your pants down, he would have fucking, he wouldn't have known what to do. No, he wouldn't have known what to do. Yeah, it, would that, have, it would have scared him yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, yeah. That's like the, the best reaction you could have to that, though, because it takes him by total surprise. Oh, I know. That's why you like, put him on the spot, and they're like, oh, shit. He no, wants it to took fuck. me totally. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I can do I want to do him. I, I, I was like, literally, like, I wasn't even saying anything. To, I didn't even know he was there. Like, I was like, just some random I don't know, shit. Probably. Yeah, just like tying my shoes or something. <laughs> it was probably because I was in like, <laughs> nice shoes tight jeans or something he thought it would be interesting to like approach i don't know he i don't know maybe scoring friend but like his friends like pulled him back into the rv that was parked out there and like okay yeah get back in here bill leave him alone (laughs) take take another one of them moonshine shots oh (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no i don't know if do we have moonshine i don't know i think i've had everclear i I don't know about moonshine i would imagine somebody here makes moonshine in their bathtub or something yeah, I have to. No, hundred percent. Sounds like something, or like there's still. We know they're making. Something. They just call it hula hoop, yeah. hula hoop juice, hula hoop juice, hula hoop juice. <laughs> That's a good name for a <laughs> beverage. Now right. go back to the question because we're gonna keep talking about. Yeah, we got we got back on the topic, but I was gonna ask like, how do you guys link up with Jimmy from Top Floor Tapes? Because when we interviewed him, he mentioned you. And I think that's kind of how, like, we found each other a little bit on Instagram. 
and um, yeah, he he like ranted and raved about you guys. But I can't remember if in the interview he said that he was releasing the tape or if he had announcements to make and couldn't announce it yet. I don't remember. That happened a few different times with different. I don't, people. I don't know if I said it. <laughs> maybe we maybe we announced it too soon. Um, but there was never any real talk about when announcements would go. I mean, because the record's coming out in less than a month. So, right. but yeah, so Jared and our trombone player messaged me one day. He goes, hey, this guy I work with knows your brother in Camden from D-Block. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, who is he? And he said, Jimmy. And I said, oh, I've never met him. And then my brother messaged me not five seconds later and goes, hey, your trombone player works with my friend. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I just got a message about this. And then, so through that, um, and you talked to Jimmy, I'm sure you heard about the Little Caesars thing. So like him and my brother are good friends and through D-Block. And so we've like talked, so he, he and I, he was one of the, he comes, the first time we talked, we had like been kind of talking about the album and he goes, oh my God, I just got this reference on your tape. And I'm just like, holy shit, like I like this dude. Um, like he instantly kind of saw what we were doing and what we were going for. And it was just like talking to him about it ruled and he's like such a cool dude but yeah so our trombone player and it works with him and then he's friends with my brother so it's kind of like a twofer uh, all right uh what's the uh i don't remember hearing about the little caesars thing what's the little caesars thing oh man where so <laughs> i don't know if i'm telling not telling sorry this was on this was like a viral video um so during the tied down fest in detroit this like huge hardcore yep yep fest during D block set, um, Jimmy has uh, a little Caesar suit. Mm-hmm. And my brother talked about this on another podcast. So it starts out, I'm not like telling tales outside of school. Um, so he goes, Hey, I'm going to come up on stage in the little Caesar suit during this song. And Cam's like, okay, that's funny. He's like, I, he was worried. He's like, I don't want to be the band with like the little Caesars guy on stage the whole time. But Jimmy like just went in there. So there's a really cool, if you look at it, it's on like hate six. It's one of their like most viewed videos. Um, but you can easily find a video of it, like D-Block Tie Down Fest. But Jimmy came on stage in a little Caesars suit and was just fucking moshing. And it was so sick. Like just No, it is it sick. Was, like, yeah, I watched just, it. Just like kill each other while the little Caesars guy. And then the greatest mosh call of all time is pizza, pizza, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just a really funny like moment during their set. And so that was, and that was Jimmy. Uh, I didn't know that. I don't remember if he told us that or not. He I don't might, think he, he did, have. because until right now, I didn't know that was Jimmy in that suit. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out the video. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him about that now. I'm surprised I've been talking he didn't to him say back anything. Forth. I know, you I just, just talked to just him Just text him, pizza, pizza, motherfucker. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll just know. <laughs> we're, he'll both, just know. we're both going to message him, pizza, pizza, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> doing that shit right now i don't know i don't know why jimmy wasn't dancing at the the boy detective show that's what i was thinking why is he not a little yeah. caesaring with us but <laughs> yeah that was that was so yeah so we met him kind of just through uh like i said he works with jared and he's friends with my brother right no that's awesome yeah he's doing really cool shit like that any uptape rules it's it's he's doing awesome stuff so we're pretty pumped to to work with him yeah, I've been talking to him back and forth like since the interview, and he's a cool dude. I know he's gonna listen to this, so what up, Jimmy? What up? <laughs> um, but yeah, I typically I don't collect tapes all that often, but lately, like, there's been a lot of people that are only doing tapes, so I've been buying. Tapes. Yeah. Well, they're like they're cool to own. They're like a tangible thing, 
and they're super inexpensive. Like a, a, a record at this point is like cost ineffective. Oh, I know. It is so much money to make a, a like a seven inch. We'd have to sell it for like 15 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, people may buy it, but I feel, I don't know. <laughs> There's like something about me that like a seven inch should be five bucks. I mean, I, like, I would love for well, it and the to tricky be... part. Well, the tricky part too about us, Nick, too, is that we don't we don't write very long albums. We only have seven tracks, too. Yeah. So to so to make a a, a seven inch with seven tracks too is kind of a weird. Yeah, it, it would be too long. It would have to be a twelve inch. So it would be. It, it's a whole thing. There's like, but so tapes are cheap. There's something cool to make. Um, and honestly, there's a there's a market for them. I have three hundred some tapes in my garage in my by my tape deck. Yeah. Like I collect weird old tapes, which is again why art theft has a tape art theft tape really. You know what I mean? So like. It's something that I collect. It's something that I think is cool. So someone else out there has to collect it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a ton of people that... I can't be the only one. There's people that collect oh. just tapes. Like, in the store, yeah. we get a lot of people coming in to buy them. But I'm in, like, different trading groups and stuff where people, they only buy tapes. And I'm not knocking them. That's cool. Like, do what you got to yeah. do. Um, and I understand totally, like, the cost efficiency of it. But... If you guys ever need dumb tapes to draw on, let me know. I have tons of them here. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like there could dead. be a second. There could be a second. A second. Uh, second edition. Yeah. With uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the, Alp the Alpina tapes. That's what we'll call them. The yeah. Alpina tapes. Donated by Noise Advocation. But yeah, there we, we go. got a right whole there, bunch baby. of tapes like randomly. Just I got totes of them here, and some sell, some don't. Um, like a lot of what sells is like rock stuff and then like funk tapes and shit like that. Yeah. I'm trying to like my, my one. So I have this, I don't specifically buy books or tapes. Like I know that I could go buy thinner by Richard Bachman, or I could go buy Pet Cemetery if I wanted it. But like part of my, this is a weird thing that my, like my wife runs a vintage store. So it's like, we live in thrift stores. So part of my like thing is that, I don't want to just go out and buy it. I want to let, like come across it. And I don't know why my head works this way. But so I've been, all I want is to find Dookie by Green Day on cassette to relive my, my, my mother made me return this because it had the F word fantasy from when I was 11. But like, I want Dookie on, to, on cassette and I have not found it. I've even looked at records. Damn, that's and fucking I, like, insane. This, they made so <laughs> fucking many of those. Dude. Right? They sold millions. And I cannot find it. Like I have, I thought I'm like I've come across some of my like uh, wish list tapes, like "Damn the Torpedoes" by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, one of my favorite albums of all time. I found that on cassette at a Salvation Army. Um, so like I, 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 I find these things. I just I have never come across a copy of Dookie by Green Day. I know and what you're like, saying about the hunt, though. That's the fun yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, just ordering it is not fun. I'm pretty sure I have one. If I do, I'll let you know. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll hell yeah. I'll ship it to I you. I know it's blue. It's like off of I was re reprise, reprise is blue. I, I mentioned my mother made me return it because it had the F word on it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So I, all I had ever was like a dubbed okay. copy from my cousin's tape that was not labeled. So my mom didn't know. That's where they all are, Nick. They're in the they're in the dumpster. All of all <laughs> yeah, these moms yeah. were getting rid of Dookie back in the day. PMRC, uh, man. <laughs> Well, this is so in a perfect world. Going back to your question, vinyls would be super cool. Like, oh, yeah, it would be sure. so cool to do a pressed of band. It would be so cool to do a pressed of art theft. 
Um, but right now that's not in the cards, but you know, things are kind of opening up for us. So I, you know, I, I, I never say never one of those things kind of thing, but right now it's, it's strictly tapes and streaming for now. Um, but yeah, I, I, it'd be really, be really cool to get oppressed for sure. Yeah, it'd be it's, really cool. it's, it's one of our like bucket lists. Yeah, and you never know. Like some, like as you guys grow, some label might reach out and be like, "Hey, we'd like to pick this up," and like you know, we'll uh, press it up for you, have it done. You guys can take X amount. We'll take X amount to the label, that sort of thing. Yeah, who knows? Are you guys signed to any label currently, or are you just doing everything independently? Very independently. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so because you said you guys were very DIY, but I had to ask just in case. Yeah, that's it's it's something I'm slowly letting go of, but it's been my like thing that I fuck I like love it when a, a band like makes their own shirts. Like hell yes, and we can keep our prices low. To like like that's a big part of it. Like I I go to the shows now and I'm like thirty five dollars for a t shirt. I'm like what in the fuck there's just something about it that like does not ring true to me and or rings badly to me i guess is yeah and, and, well, and i mean because they used to be as 35 as we, for we, a hoodie hey it's they're insane they're insane and then that's you know as we grow up time is the problem it's not necessarily yeah. that we don't want to do diy stuff it's just with kids and and spouses and, and recitals and 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 then trying to play all these shows it's it's just hard to find time to do you know, all of this, yeah. you know, I take, take over my basement with a screen printing shop. <laughs> yeah. We've done it, but it's hard to find time. Yeah. So your music videos are DIY to you then I would imagine. We're actually shooting a music video in a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Our, fir our first one, we've never done one before. So <laughs> yeah, we have like, I've got like a YouTube channel where we've done like some stuff that I've just done as I'm writing songs. Yeah, so this will be our like, first like real. Okay, because I've seen like lyric videos that you guys did, and like just kind of like little clips of yeah. like playing in what looks like somebody's upstairs of their house, or maybe it was yeah, a barn or that's something. That's my old studio. Okay, Jimmy sent me that video. <laughs> yeah, so this will be our first like real video. Yeah, we're excited about it. What song kinda, are you doing? And again, leading into art theft, we've got a whole list of, like. Uh, it's a song off the new album called Some Dracar Noir Wearing Dexter with a Boner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In keeping with our completely unrelated song titles. Yeah. So how do you... I mean, you guys seem to both have a really good sense of humor. So the song titles, do they just come to you out of nowhere? Or do, like, do, they, do you pull them from like real-life experiences? Because I've met... Yeah, man, I got, like, I got a whole other... I got a whole other podcast if you want me to like <laughs> read through my list of song titles I come up with. Um, I, like I said, I have elaborate, my, I don't have a type A personality, but I've got a borderline type A personality. So I have extensive spreadsheets and notes and just things about almost everything in my life. And so like, I have an extensive like lyrics sheet. I have, so I have a whole, I have a whole sheet of metal band names that I will never use, but I think are, are sick. So like, I've got a whole list of like funny song titles as I like come up with dumb things in my head. And then I go through after I write a song and I'm like, I can tangentially relate this to this. So that song, the, the some Dracar Noir wearing Dexter with a boner is about me meeting my wife and about how I, I was the Dracar Noir wearing Dexter with a boner trying to grind on her at Padua's prom. <laughs> 
And again, that's a whole layer of references to movies. And you agree, you guys, this is the first time Nick has released two songs that have very, like, there's what, there are two, what, two words in one night, or like Date Night is one, and Replacement off the new album is another that, like, doesn't have a spreadsheet of words that you need to process <laughs> yeah. to get through. Um, but what it, it's always funny because for me guys, when Nick sends me a song, Hey, I got this idea. He'll send, you know, just whatever is on his mind when he writes that song. So I'll learn that song title from that, you know, like D A G, you know what I mean? So that becomes Dracar with a boner later down the line. And that's the problem. So when he says this to me, I'd be like, Oh, let's do Dracar. I'd be like, I have no idea. And he's like, oh, DCAGA. Like, oh, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> so confusing. And, and, then on, and then on band, it made it even better because he came out with these song titles and then he decided two of the songs would work better with the title switched. <laughs> so then like, we had to learn, relearn those titles. It was, it was, it was, it's comical, but we're, we're so used, we're so used to it. It's, it's wonderful, but we'll, you know, like, uh, you, you, you brought up, uh, uh, it's not the horniness, it's the loneliness. Um, we'll just call it horniness. So the band just, yeah, like, we have our own shorthand for right everything. Yeah, well, because if you had to, like, shout out your song titles beforehand, like, the crowd's like, geez, are these guys going to start or what? Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of our worries was, like, when a band, when an actual fan wants us to play a song, they're not going to say it because they're like, I don't want to fuck up and say the wrong, is it, does, yeah. it, it, does that word become before that one? Fucking... Or does it, like, these, these... <laughs> <laughs> Does it? I mean, it's literally it's literally old. Fallout Boy was like that. They used to write really long yeah. um, titles for their songs too. I am the Pete Wentz um, of Scott Pony. There it is, right there. <laughs> yeah, I remember that generation <laughs> of bands that had. No, that's something I've always loved about like older like pop punk and like emo bands was like the weird song title that had almost nothing to do with the vocal, the lyrics. And I, I try to make it so you could create some tangents that, like, but some of them have just nothing. All right. I do remember the era of bands that but, yeah. had random song titles that had nothing to do with the song. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite things. I like it. So, obviously, I keep that going. Thanks. The album's coming out January 1st. The release show is January 13th, or... Yeah, 13th at Frankie's in Toledo. Yeah, we and should have a video coming. We're really excited about it. So, like, there's a lot for yeah. the junior detectives. That's what we call our fan club. That's what I call our fan club. Yes. In, um, in your head. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hopefully this the, the, 20, 2024 is going to be a good year for the detectives. I, I, have a good, I have a good feeling about it. I'm sure it will, man. It sounds like it. Yeah, so before we wrap things up, I had... Well, one question being the question, but I had one more question. Like, how did you guys get the name Boy Detective for the band? Oh, man. You want to take it, Ben? Yeah, I would love to take it if it's okay. So um, Nick and I are both avid readers. Um, obviously, with Nick's lyrics and, and his song titles, I'm sure you could figure that out. But um, I'm an avid reader, too, and we actually have, like, our own little like book club we kind of like tell books that we're reading and um what are worth it and i'm a huge stephen king fan and i and I, i'm not trying not to put words in nick's mouth but i'm sure he is a huge stephen king fan too we both love that um author and um <clears throat> he suggested me to read a book a long time ago before this band existed called the boy detective fails by joe mano 
and it is absolutely wonderful. And so when we were talking about coming up with band names, um, that was one that came across was the boy detective. And just, to, we didn't know if we, we should keep fails or take out fails and it, it ended up, I'm, I'm glad we took it out, but it's, it's technically from a book yet again, art theft. Um, it's from a book from Joe Maino yeah. called the boy detective fails. Awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite book of all time. If you feel like having your heart broken over and over again, it's, it's an incredible book. Um, but yeah, so growing up also was my, one of my favorite like genres of books was the, like the boy detective books and like, uh, th the three investigators is a big one for me. Um, uh, encyclopedia Brown is like, like the boy detective, um, to the point where we've joked about like having an enemy band called Bugs Meanie, which was his <laughs> enemy in the books. Like, um, but yeah, so it comes from that like deep love of these books. I, you know, I, and we grew up with. And also a reference to that, yeah, that Joe Mino book that was, that crushed my, crushed my heart for a while. <laughs> I was kind of wondering if it was from a book, because it sounded book, like a book title. Yeah. If you get a chance, yeah, Joe Mino, The Boy Detective Fails. It's very, very good. Yeah, I, I actually just... took my copy of it, put a piece of tape over fails and put rules and then i literally <laughs> there's a there's a little boy on it and i put him in like scott scott pants and he was wearing a tie it i made him like us and i have like blonde in my hair so i made him look like me it was, it was wonderful i'll take a picture and send it to you guys you guys can maybe use it it's pretty okay, pretty cool. funny um and then the last question that i had before we sign off like you guys i think one of you said you listened to one of the other episodes but um we always ask this to people at the end of our episodes, what is something that you listen to that people would not expect you to listen to? Okay, this is a silly uh, request, but I constantly tell my wife how hard it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion goes. <laughs> like that song has no right to hit as hard as it does. <laughs> when that like tempo changes, Ben and I have joked about doing a completely earnest but terrible cover of it. Like when we take ourselves so seriously and try to sing that song. But yeah, um, honestly though, like there's EDM. I think is the only genre of music I don't like really like. Yeah. So like even like '90s country is one of my absolute favorites. Pop music, like my my Spotify 2023 Wrapped is all uh, Carly Rae Jepsen and Taylor Swift and Charlie Bliss and like. So yeah, pop country. I there's not a lot that I think any of my like friends would be surprised that i listen to but most people might not expect that yeah i wouldn't have expected share or not share um, celine, dion. celine dion yeah me neither honestly i just bought a share tape <laughs> okay all right in in fairness in fairness to the celine dion not only does the song slap but the music video slaps too oh it's so good <laughs> It's so good. Um, I think for me, this is an ongoing joke with my band, but I really honestly have like a, a deep appreciation for Selena Gomez. <laughs> and so to the, to the point where every time we record, I have to have a picture of her somewhere in the recording mm. when I'm doing vocals. <laughs> so there's a picture somewhere of us doing art theft with Selena. I think I uh, printed out too, but like since Nick has recorded me and, I apologize, Nick, because Nick has we Nick would do all the DIY recordings back 20 years before we finally got like legit people to do <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but Nick was has had to deal with me bringing in a Selena Gomez picture, and he can he can vouch for that. Like that would be yeah. the one thing that people don't know that would never guess of me. But yeah, Selena Gomez is my it's my girl. That's what's up. I gotta say, you guys have had 
probably the best answers in all the times that we've asked that question. Yeah, <laughs> you could because they're they're that yeah like, far off. There were there's been some people that are like, oh, I don't get the question, and then there's other people that are like, well, you, I shouldn't be embarrassed. It's art or whatever. Oh yeah, we had one like, person say that. I'm like, dude, it's just a question. Like, don't oh take it my so gosh. Seriously. Well, oh yeah, they took you it don't like, like, like What's your guilty pleasure? You framed it like, what would surprise people that you like? Yeah, right. like. You know, we listen all over the place. Not guilty about. Like I listen to jazz. I listen to hip hop. I listen to metal. Yeah, we kind of were punk music. Originally thinking it's like funk. Yeah, like we like looking at us. You know, we're wearing hoodies and beanies and just look like little hooligans. But we might be listening to fucking I don't know Brenda Lee, and then. Ten minutes later, we're listening to MC5. Ten minutes after that, dude, you hear that fucking that new whatever the game album? Who knows? Like, could be a, we're all over the place too. I know, nobody, <laughs> says, I, uh, nobody says yeah. that anymore. Boy about no, exactly. <laughs> a boy detective album. Yeah, yeah. Hear that new boy detective. Speaking of the new boy detective album, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and say when that's coming out again? Absolutely. The Boy Detective's newest album is going to be called Art Theft. Um, so we did the first release um, in November for date night. December 1st was Dreadful Collection, dot, dot, dot. Christmas will be Replacement. And then the actual album Art Theft comes out streaming on January 1st. So Happy New Year to all of you listeners out there, because that'll be our little gift to you um, for the new year. Awesome. But anyways, um, we'll let you guys get out of here, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to jump on, and it's been a, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Sorry again that we missed you coming to Alpina. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun. Fuck yeah, man. It's nice yeah. to meet you guys, and we'll uh, we'll while out in the summer. Sounds wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Oh, dude, thanks it. for talking to us, man. We fucking love this shit just as much. Like, like you were saying earlier about like playing with um jay and shit and like suicide machines or whoever your idols are it's like doing this and talking to all you know everybody is it's kind of like our thing i guess is how we plus we get to meet a lot of cool that's people. what that's what i mean like it's fucking it's definitely I, I know what you're saying in a sense of like you can't believe like you're playing with that person or you're talking to that person or you know it's cool well, it's that subjective, like, you know, imposter syndrome too. But like for you guys, like you get to, when you see these bands play, then you're like, oh, I know, I know these people. Like, it's not just like they're a good band. You're like, oh, I know these dudes. Like I know where it came from. Like, right. I always love that. I always love like when like you get down to the heat of the meat about things. It's oh, not yeah, just sure. on the outside, the song. So no, I, I, like I said, I appreciate it. It's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Well, you guys have a good night. And like I said, I'll be in touch soon. All right. Peace Thanks, out. Later, dudes.